This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 211, for the week of March 7th, 2010. Welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, and extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite, Daisenshu EX. Thank you, sir. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of... Enlightening. And... A little bit of entertaining. Thank you, good sir. The gang is all here. It is the first week of a new month. We're doing it. We are finally, we're here. We're doing a manga review of awesomeness. Great track record going here, folks. Oh, Good yes. job, everyone. Good We've job, been doing man. a pretty solid every other month for a couple months now. <laughs> Not we're really so kind of hanging on to how much we can drag this out since we're more than halfway through the series now. That's what you think we're doing, but there are valley excuses. Yes. Va- valley excuses <laughs> words. You know, you take a week off, you don't know what you're saying anymore. Let's go around, do the introductions. Who is here? Who is talking into your ears this week about Dragon Ball? My name is Mike. I go by Vegito EX. I gather people together each week to satisfy my needs and scratch my itches. And those are... I ain't doing it. You talk um, about Dragon Ball with real life people. Off in Japan, Julian joins us. How are you, good sir? I'm all right. All right. I'm, I've, I've been um, thinking about a lot of things this week because I have to get a lot of things done in the course of this month, including finding a place to store my junk while I move in with a fiancé and finding a video camera for us to buy for stuff. And I don't know. Busy times over there. I'm tired. Yeah, you sound tired. I know. You're up late playing Zelda. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Happy belated birthday. It was a gift from the fiancé. Thank you. I'm 25 now, and that's... Just a little bit scary. It's a solid age. Oh, and he's the young one on this I know. Show. 25 is the age and you stop being cool. Like you're out of that 18 to 25 demographic. Well, it's still 25. No. Oh, okay, true. You got one more cool year left in you. All right, fine. You know, we're going to go over to the oldie of the group then. Shut up. Clocking in at 29. Ah, you didn't have to say it. <laughs> you know, there's some things you just don't say about a lady <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> With lots of listeners. You're peaking really loud. I think I'm going to turn you down a little bit. How you doing, Mary? I am... Well, I was all right. No, You're still peaking. I am still okay. All right. The peaking indicates I am happy. Well, we're going to talk about the audio in just a second. How you doing, though? Everything's cool? Yeah, everything's super cool. You ready to talk about Dragon Ball? I am ready to talk about Dragon Ball, especially this set of issues. Or issue. It was tough. You're going to work through your issues here? <laughs> Collectively, we'll yeah. take care of you. Thank you. All right. The last dude over here, because we're doing a manga review of awesomeness, our buddy Jeff, the virgin of the show. Hi. Hopping your cherry yet again. Uh, Every God. month. Not so much for this stuff, though. That's true. Like a, like a, a virgin. Extent. Touched for the very first time. So uh, we took a week off last week. There was uh, one guy on Twitter that was asking, you know, when's a new podcast coming out? I said, hey, you know, we do it weekly. Last week we were sick. And the response was like, yeah, sure you were. Like, no, really. We were actually sick last week, and I want to do the show every week. And for me to not do yeah. a podcast, man, shit To was not crazy. hear the sound of your own voice must be devastating. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pay you back after that age statement. <laughs> All right. Fine. No, but I was all ready to go, and they're like, no, we can't. <laughs> like, had a wicked ear and sinus infection and i just had a regular old cold which i'm still rocking in my throat and chest yeah you're gonna hear a little bit from us so it's <laughs> thank you jeff <laughs> you're welcome had to do that so it's been two weeks since we've done the show and in the meantime i've had my second recording rig up and die on us it was the middle of the night the old ubuntu machine i thought it was the cat fountain or something i just hear this 
I thought it, I thought it was a garbage man outside, so I didn't think about it. I was like, oh, okay, the garbage men are here. So uh, that machine's totally dead. Uh, usually, Have you tried turning it on at all? Yeah, I did earlier today, and it did that, and then it just went. Oh, that was my computer from like nine years ago. I know I my know. first actual computer, and now it's a piece of and now it's garbage trash. Anyway, so usually what I do on the show is I record to a second computer when I have a Skype track so I can isolate it out and do some extra noise removal, just Skype stuffage. So now I'm outputting to uh, my work laptop and I don't know what's going on. I have too many extension cords and it's been two weeks. I, I don't know what the episode's going to sound like. I'm going to do everything I can. What are you looking at, Jeff? I'm just looking at like wires all over the place. Yeah, it's a disaster in here. This was all nice and vacuumed and clean earlier today. Now look at it. I feel like I'm in the Matrix. I'm plugged in somewhere, aren't I? Oh my God, someone please give me a blue pill. Uh, Mary's in the Matrix. I'm in the Wired. I think we're all... <laughs> Why is everything green? <laughs> all right. So what is going on this episode? I can barely see my outline through my windscreen. I'm going to have to scroll up a little bit. Oh, all right. We took a week off. We uh, took care of that. We got interviews coming up. I've said that before. But uh, now some may may actually be scheduled. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping stuff. Written review of the Progression CD single is up on the site. We talked about it back on episode 202, but now the written review is up. And also just today, I did some minor updates to the DVD guide on the website, uh, putting up some cover art and release dates. And finally, I remembered, oh, right, Kai is coming out. I suppose we should have a page on the site for something like that. So the DVD guide is updated with that information. Also, the, the cover art is out, and it does say it's going to have episodes 1 through 13. I know we were speculating about how much that's going to cover. It's going to be two discs, 13 episodes. So, hey, there's there's some like little news for you. So we're, we're, we're doing manga this episode, right? Sweet. It's a big topic. Good stuff going on. Before we get to it, though, well, let's do some brief news. There's really almost nothing. So we're going to keep this super, super brief. Like I said, it's almost nothing to say. But Julian, tell me what's going on with Toei in Japan. Yes, Toei's earnings forecast has been raised from 1.0 billion to 1.2 billion yen. And it's believed that One Piece's 10th film, Strong World, did crazy well for them. Crazy well? Is that a, an official yes, business it is. term? <laughs> it's actually there in the Japanese press release. It says, crazy well. And we are wondering if the license and or general success of Dragon Ball Kai has helped them in any way, although it doesn't really say. No, what do you think about that, Julian? Do you think that Toei got a nice bit of cash from Funimation? Did that contribute? Would that, was that significant enough to, I don't know, add into this earnings upgrade? Well, I don't know about the license itself, but I think the fact that it's Dragon Ball, it's got a wide audience, could help yeah, it yeah. somewhat. Anyone else have any thoughts on it? I mean, it's not much to say here. We're kind of tangentially putting in Dragon Ball. But... scraping the bottom of the barrel for news there. I mean, it can't be terribly expensive for them. I mean, they're outsourcing all the... It's existing animation, and they're outsourcing yeah, it all exactly. to one Philippines. So. <laughs> Money grab. All right. So speaking of uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel, the only other news this week is that Navarre put out a press release about Dragon Ball Kai. And we mentioned that they kind of indirectly announced the licensing on their earnings conference call. So it's interesting to see them go and put out a formal press release. There's a quote from Ken Fukunaga in there and just talking about Toriyama. Folks, that's it. That's been the news the last two weeks. So I don't feel too terrible about not having a show to talk about the news last week. I don't feel like I've missed anything. <laughs> no, no, you've missed absolutely nothing, Jeff. So since we're all here, I've gathered you all to talk about manga. Let's just go ahead and do it. So we are up to volume 33 of the manga. Uh, what does this contain, though? There's so many different releases throughout the world. 
It's going to be chapters 386 through 396. We're going to be skipping Trunks the story this week. We'll talk about that, I think, at the end of everything. Just realize we're skipping trunks this week. Uh, going by the original Japanese Tankobon, like I said, number 33. Going by the Kanzenban in Japan, it's about two-thirds of the way into volume 26 and about one-third of the way into 27, the next volume there. Over here in the U.S., it's going to be Viz Graphic Novel, DBZ Volume 17. And going by their Viz Big, it's going to be DBZ number 6, which I can't keep track of anymore. Number 6 may or may not be out. That may be the one that was delayed four times. I can't keep track. It's our new running gag. I feel bit of bad news. for anyone keeping up with those. Uh, Julian, why don't you get us going here? What we'll do is we'll go chapter by chapter, give you a recap, and then we'll uh, check in on Jeff's predictions and talk about it. So get me going. 386. All right. Chapter 386. Trunks finishes bulking up as Kuridin watches. Cell finally notices something's going on. Trunks asks Kuridin to bring Vegeta somewhere else and give him a senzu. Trunks isn't going to need one. Trunks lands by Cell, who is excited to sense so much energy flowing out of him. Trunks walks up, and the two begin their fight. It doesn't seem to get going all that fast. Trunks is stalling for time so Kuridin can take off with Vegeta. After doing so, Cell acknowledges he could tell what Trunks was doing. He's not interested in Vegeta anymore, so he doesn't mind letting him go. The two continue their fight now with the ability to go full force. Mary, chapter 387. Trunks lets his energy loose as Cell marvels at him. Trunks's power is more than Cell's by a wide margin, but power isn't everything. Trunks calls Cell out on a bluff and goes on the offensive. Up above, Piccolo is also marveling at Trunks's power and relays the information to an ecstatic Bulma. In the room of spirit and time, a freshly supersaiyajin Gohan is training all on his own, while Goku just sits below, pretty impressed with how far his son has come. Gohan wonders what his dad has been up to all by himself. Goku turns into his Super Saiyan and buffs up like Vegeta did. Gohan is impressed that his dad truly surpassed the level of Super Saiyan. Goku says that that isn't it, and that he can go one further. He buffs up again into the same state that Trunks is currently in. Trunks appears to be struggling to keep up with Cell and is not landing any attacks. Meanwhile, Goku wonders if he could beat Cell like this, but probably not. The form gives him great strength, but at the cost of speed. It also consumes too much energy. He decides instead that they should work on making Super Saiyan their natural state and get rid of those extra feelings that it normally comes with. Trunks still isn't hitting Cell, who buffs up into a similar state as Trunks to show that something like that is really nothing. Jeff, next chapter. Here, 388. Trunks realizes he's lost, and why his father wouldn't have used this transformation. Cell might as well just kill him. Cell begins to interrogate Trunks as to how they all managed to get so strong in a short period of time. Trunks doesn't really answer much other than that he could possibly get stronger, but it does say that Goku is training to defeat him and will take Cell down. That's what Cell wanted to hear. He decides he's going to hold a little tournament, a la the old Tenkaichi Budokai kind of way, in 10 days. The catch is that all of them will only have him, meaning Cell, to fight. It doesn't matter how many there are. He'll announce the tournament via the news, so stay tuned to the TV. Trunks can't really figure out why Cell is doing this. What does he want? Cell doesn't really care about much, like killing Son Goku. He just wants to have fun and see faces, quote-unquote, contorted in terror. He flies off and that's that. Kuririn comes back with a healed-up Vegeta, and Trunks gives them the details. Up above, even Piccolo figures he's going to need to hop into the Room of Spirit in time. Everyone seems ready to train up again for Cell, but Vegeta is still convinced he's the only one necessary. Number 16 stumbles out and says he wants to help. Could someone take him to Capsicor for repairs? Trunks doesn't want to help him out, but Kuririn figures he's not too bad of a guy. 
and they need all the help they can get anyway. The next day, the TV broadcast hit. Chapter 389. Out in the middle of nowhere, Cell creates the spot for the tournament by clearing an area and slapping some quality rocks together to act as the floor. And then he heads off to the TV station. As everyone at Kame House and Capsule Core watches, Cell interrupts a news broadcast and announces his Cell game, which will take place northwest of Central City on the 17th at noon. He explains that he is the monster who killed so many people, and that in this special tournament, all humans are welcome to come fight him. In a twist on the rules, though, you lose if you land outside of the ring, surrender, those just like before. However, you also lose if you die, before if you killed your opponent, you lost. So this is a nice little twist by Cell here, I like this. He'll just go ahead and methodically kill everyone on Earth when it's all done, by the way. These humans better find someone who can fight. Vegeta takes off to go train in the Room of Spirit and Time again. He doesn't care about humanity but doesn't want to let Cell continue like this. Trunks will go with him, but Bulma's giving him a haircut first. The narrator tells us that the world goes into hysteria. No one has faith in the military, or the police, or its champions. But they forget that long ago, there was a boy that took down the Demon King Piccolo. This boy also took down the Saiyajin and Frieza. The world had forgotten about Son Goku. Julian 390. Chapter 390. Everyone waits for Goku and Gohan to come out of the room of spirit and time. Piccolo still wants to go in. Vegeta wants to spend the entire few days left in there, but Piccolo explains that you can only spend 48 hours in your entire lifetime in there. If you stay any longer, the exit disappears and you're stuck. Goku and Gohan come out as Super Saiyajin. Vegeta and Trunks are still there and Goku can sense Cell's key. He has Trunks explain everything that's happened in the meantime, as Vegeta wonders how it is they seem to have Super Saiyajin as their natural state without feeling its respective energy. Goku asks for his regular gi back from Mr. Popo, while Gohan gets a Piccolo-styled outfit from his original master. Goku decides to go chicken on Cell and teleports off to the Cell game ring. The two size each other up, and Goku says that he will fight if Cell doesn't kill any other humans for the remainder of the downtime. Cell seems quite excited. Goku returns and says that he honestly doesn't think he's a match for Cell. He doesn't want to go back into the room, though. He and Gohan will remain out here. Mary, chapter 391. Goku reiterates that they won't use the room again and will rest instead. There's no point in just stressing their bodies. He has nothing against them using the room, though, since they still have plenty of room to improve, which doesn't make Vegeta too happy to hear. Goku and Gohan take off but make a quick stop at Karin's. Goku knows Karin can gauge people's power pretty well, so he wants Karin's take on Cell. Karin says Goku seems pretty calm and must have made some kind of awesome discovery while training. Gohan wonders what it could be since he's been with his dad the whole time and has no clue. Goku decides to power up and have Karin compare. He goes to about half power, which still seems to impress Gohan, and Karin confirms Goku's thoughts. Cell's still a bit stronger. Content, Goku takes off with his son again. Karin wonders if Goku has just accepted his fate since it seems like he doesn't stand a chance. Vegeta's getting pissed off with Kakarot, being one step ahead of him yet again. Clearly he's using Super Saiyan as their natural state because, as they discussed, they'll minimize the stress on their bodies if that's what seems normal to them. Father and son stop off at Kame House to grab Chi-Chi before they rest for three days, slash trade for three days, slash rest for the last three days. Chi-Chi flips out over Gohan's hair, thinking he's a hoodlum. Cell stands around with his arms crossed, nine days remaining. 
Jeff, chapter 392. Goku and Gohan are just chilling together, looking down at some fish. Gohan wonders if they should really just be hanging out like this, but Goku says it'll probably be okay. <laughs> Chi-Chi sets up their picnic. They have a good time, and they head on home. In the car on the way back, the radio interrupts to say that the military has closed in on Cell to attack. Goku screams that they're just heading to their deaths. Cell hops into the sky as the military launches their assault. Once the smoke clears, Cell's still just standing there in midair. He swipes at the surrounding area and destroys everything in a flash. Goku teleports up to Kami's house to speak with Piccolo. Could he be able to split back into Kami and Piccolo again? Of course he can't. Goku figured as much. It would have been great to have the Dragon Balls so they could wish people back to life, right? Hey, the Namekians went to a new planet. Maybe he can go find them and one of them would like to come back and be God. Subtle request. They could restore the Dragon Balls. Chapter 393. Goku will just teleport to the new planet Namek. He tries to sense their key from this far away, but can't do it. He decides to head to Kaios and try from there. On the TV, the King of the World admits defeat at the hands of Cell, and can only hope that someone will rescue them from the fate, like the boy who defeated Piccolo Daimao. Goku arrives at Kaios to find Bubbles, and the Lord taking a nap in a folding chair. He wakes him up and tells him the situation, and babbles until Kaio yells at him to shut up so he can concentrate on finding Namek. Eventually, they hone in on it, and Goku is off. He arrives much to the surprise of the Namekians and they get all happy and hooray it's the awesome guy who beat Frieza Goku tells him his plan and Moody immediately suggests Dende for the role he's of the Dragon Clan as well so he'll be able to reactivate the Dragon Balls Dende apparently hasn't shut up about Earth Gohan put it in so he's definitely the right one Goku brings him back to Kami's meanwhile Mr. Satan is introduced on television, surrounded by his adoring fans. He proclaims that Cell used nothing but tricks and bombs set up ahead of time, and he will be the one to take him down. The crowd cheers. Kudadin says they have another stupid dead moron on their hands. Goku reintroduces Dende to everyone. Trunks asks Goku if he's so calm because he's discovered a weakness in Cell. Goku wonders if he even does have a weakness. Julian 394. Chapter 394. Dende says he can make Dragon Balls in a hundred days. Oh wait, they need them now? Okay, if they use the ones here that turn to stone, he can do it now. He'll even be able to make it so they can wish more than one person back to life, but that'll reduce the number of wishes from his reactivation from three down to two. Uh, Mr. Popo brings out the model of Shenlong, and Dende quickly gets them back up and running. Goku's going to get the dragon radar from Bulma, so Gohan should just hang out with Dende. Trunks wonders if Goku said anything else to Gohan, but Gohan says all he said was, to look forward to it. Bulma continues working on number 16 as Goku gets the radar and everyone deals with the situation on their own. Cell's getting pretty bored. Goku collects all the Dragon Balls, but time passes quickly. It's the 17th. And time for the Cell game. Goku prepares to leave, but Chi-Chi tries to get him to promise that Gohan won't be fighting. He rushes off before he can answer. Goku pops back up to Kami's to get everyone. Vegeta went ahead on his own. And Kredin says that there's a little bad news, and that Dende's Dragon Balls can't wish anyone back to life more than once. Uh, Dende's pretty upset over it. Oh well. Goku says they'll just have to not die. It's time for the Cell game. A TV announcer and his crew video from afar as Mr. Satan arrives. He makes a big spectacle of himself and prepares to challenge Cell. Who wonders what this pest is? Mary, chapter 395. Mr. Satan steps up into the ring and calls the announcer over to interview him. They talk smack about Cell for a bit, including a tongue stick out and a butt slap kind of pose. 
Vegeta shows up. Mr. Saiyan figures it must have been a trick for someone to fly in like that. With five minutes to go, it's just Mr. Saiyan and this weird mean guy with strange hair. Next up is number 16, much to Cell's and Vegeta's surprise. Finally, though, Cell senses Son Goku's approach. Then there's a two-page spread of utter awesomeness and manly posing. <laughs> I love it. So then, Goku goes to shake hands with number 16, who reminds Goku that he was built to kill him. It's about time to start, so Goku begins stretching and asks if it's okay for him to go first. Vegeta figures it's okay since he's going to be the one to finish off Cell anyway. The announcer screams at these guys for treating this as some sort of game. They all guess they might as well just let Mr. Satan go first. Jeff, last chapter here, 396. Cell doesn't care who goes first. Mr. Satan's ready to go. Goku says he should just go home. The announcer mocks him and gets him on camera while the rest of the world laughs. The king of the world remarks that this guy looks similar to the boy who defeated Piccolo Daimao, but the eyes and hair are different. But that guy in the background looks remarkably similar to Piccolo Daimao himself, too. Mr. Satan continues putting on a ridiculous show by taking off his cape and championship belt, whips out a duffel bag, pulls out a bunch of tiles, sets them up as a stack, and proceeds to smash them. Well, all but one. He declares that Cell will be just like these tiles in a minute. Mr. Satan jumps in the air with his attacks, including his dynamite kick. He lets loose a barrage of attacks, and Cell just stands there to take it. As Mr. Satan goes in with one last punch, Cell smacks him into the distance without even looking away. This is ridiculous. It's time to begin. Will Son Goku be the first to come in? Goku steps into the ring as Mr. Satan tells the announcer he simply lost his footing and we'll just take a little break. There we go. That is this volume of the manga. We're going to go, Jeff, to your predictions. Now from two months ago. <laughs> I can't remember a damn thing I said. Well, it's on screen. It's it's written here and it's recorded and... Oh, great. It's in history. You can't avoid it. All right. First thing you said, Cell Game starts in the last chapter of the next volume. Yes! <laughs> Goku is literally stepping into the ring. <laughs> the last chapter of this volume. All right. You said people are going to fight. What else can I say? Uh, I don't know if people count as the army, but hey, Mr. Satan did fight. He, it was a very one-sided fight. Yes. All right. Trunks fought? That's true. Trunks, oh, yeah. Trunks did fight. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. The, again, another one-sided fight earlier on. Mm. Yeah. See, we focus on the Cell Game stuff at the end, but we had the whole Cell and Trunks stuff early on that we kind of forget about so quickly. Mm. He also said, not much going to come from Trunks powering up. Cell is just too powerful. Trunks won't win, but he also won't die. You dead on there with that one. Shocking. Shocking. But Was yes. that your memory coming in, or are you just making logical assessments? <sighs> logical assessment because uh, he wouldn't have been there later where I remember him. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. so it's part memory, part logic. Gotcha. You said Goku and Gohan are going to come out of the room and join the fight. Well, they didn't really join a fight, so to speak. I mean, we're going to the Cell game nine days later. Yeah, but that's a new fight. It's not the joining the previous fight. Right. And you said more characters will show up and assemble for the big fight. Well, we had a two-page spread of awesomeness of assembly. Oh, yeah. So, you did fairly good. I would think so, yeah. More than fairly good. That was like 90% accurate. Why, thank you. What do you think about this volume? In retrospect, I'm reading and we're talking about it. I feel like nothing happened this volume. Yeah, it's kind of a lot mm. of... I almost want to say standing around waiting, but I know that's not true because we just talked about it. Right. But when you reflect on it, it, it does seem like a lot of waiting. But they do do a lot of it's stuff. Exactly I mean, they feel. resurrect the Dragon Balls. That's pretty huge. They have a new god. Isn't it so weird that when things get accomplished, it feels like nothing happened? Yes. And yet when we have fighting volumes, we feel like, oh my god, there was so, so much, much going on. <laughs> We're in a huge conundrum. Julian, I gotta go over to you because you are one of the world's biggest fans of A1 Mr. Satan. So, yes. first introduction of the man, the myth, the legend. What are your 
initial thoughts on him? I mean, yes. we know where everything goes from here, but what do you think about his first appearance? Uh, I, I think he, he really comes in as a, almost, a, from the very beginning, a sort of joke character, and you think he's not going to last very long. He's the kind of character who is obviously not aware of the seriousness of the situation, and I don't know. He he already has sort of the, the personality that he'll continue to have, but right. he hasn't been developed yet, so he, he seems a lot less sympathetic at first. Mm, that's a good point to make. I mean, like I said, we know where he's going. The other thing is, when he's first introduced, he seems taller. <laughs> that's very true. And I, I'm wondering if maybe as he becomes goofier, he sort of also becomes shorter because it's funnier. But yeah, that makes sense. It's the chippy effect. While while he is still feeling, you know, proud and noble and living the high life, he's tall and bold. Well, that doesn't last. We are going to learn more about him, but it's a fair point to make that ignoring Goku and crew, Mr. Satan very well may be the strongest regular old dude on the planet. I mean, he can back it up at this point. At least he thinks. Right? What, right. no Krillin? No, I'm talking about just regular dudes. Of regular dudes on the planet. He legitimately won. That's right. One of the Tenkaichi Budokai after Goku stopped participating. After all of our characters <laughs> stopped going. <laughs> so, you know, he, he did win his title fair and square. He's just a, a showman who knows how to play it up. Right, and he's in over his head for certainly not the last time. Jeff, what do you think about Mr. Satan? You've seen a little bit of him later on. You know a little bit of where he's going to go. Is he interesting at this early point? I think so. He's fun. I think he's sort of got way too many delusions of grandeur going on, you uh -huh. know, like way too many. Do we like, need him here? I, hmm, I guess so. I mean, you need to put in some perspective about how strong these guys are, right? I mean, the human element comes in and says, well... Uh, uh, well, we already had the army. That's true, but at the same time, the army can also be exaggerated because of all the weaponry and stuff. Yeah. We don't see anything martial arts-wise until Mr. Satan shows up. Okay, true. So, I mean, we've seen all these guys fighting for so long that it's nice to have just, uh, you know... Fisticuffs going on and head back to the basics. Yeah, pretty much. Just right. see how badass this guy is. Mary, what about you? Do you enjoy him early on here, or are you ready for a more developed character? Oh, I'm totally ready for him early on, just because it adds a extra element of humor and uh, it kind of sets the bar as far as yeah, you know, our Goku and friends—they really are that up there. And just to show how high up <laughs> there they are, the real world. Mr. Seems just gonna smack sell as he stands there. That's right. And I, I just love the part where he takes out the. The slabs of stone. Yeah. It's like, Whoa, he could break so many of them. <laughs> yeah, I love that he misses one. It's like he's not perfect, but he's better than anyone else. We're coming off of this intergalactic homicidal, if not genocidal maniac who destroys entire planets and races. And here we are with this one dude who thinks he's impressing us by breaking a bunch of bricks. I mean, it's so quaint, isn't mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. I think that's the purpose of him here. Let's go over to uh, another character making a return appearance, and that is Dende. I love how Murray has to make the point that, you know, Dende has not shut the hell up about you guys since you guys last saw him. Jeff, is it time for a new god? Just like I asked you, is it time for Mr. Satan? Is it time for a new god? Do we need Dende back? Well, you need the Dragon Ball somehow, so I mean... <laughs> oh, remember what the series is called? Yeah, right. Well, I think it's actually really convenient that he's back, though. I, I really thought that when they said, oh, let's get Dende back here, he'd make a good god. I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Because, I mean, he fits the bill, right? Yeah. He's, he's Namekian, he can make Dragon Balls. I didn't know he could make Dragon Balls. I thought that was a little convenient, <laughs> but... 
Um, still, it was like, that's a familiar character. I wouldn't mind him getting this much higher position because I liked him when he was in the uh-huh. first time I saw him, you know. Julian, do we need a Namekian as God? Well, you know, I think it's better than having a human as God because, I mean, if he's a Namekian, he thinks, wow, humans are great. They're awesome. They saved us. And It's almost a reversed worship. Wow, they're pretty swell people. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have a human, like, oh, freaking human. <laughs> uh, fine, you know, mind your own business. I'm not going to intervene. Why not just Mr. Popo? Is he not good enough? I mean, he's been serving under Kami for so long. Doesn't he know the ropes by now? Backing order. Must you. <laughs> Mr. Popo, it's frightening. Mary, do you have any thoughts on Dende? Was it uh, the right character to bring back? The convenient character to bring back, I guess. I mean, he kind of fits all the requirements more than any other random side I, character. Again, I ask, what requirements? That he's green and doesn't beat people? <laughs> what are the requirements nice for God? Boy. I mean, good, good God, almost. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot easier than having to create a whole new character for the situation that we right. would have no attachment to. Well, you've just introduced another new character, Mr. Satan. Yeah, but not to be God. No, I know, but I'm saying what it's a good point that we've introduced another one, so now rather than yet another new character, let's bring one back that we've actually spent some time right. with. Let's move over to this whole series and stages of transformations. Oh, God, the craziness. Yes. Julian, I'm going to start with you. Is this a good place for Toriyama to go? This in-between stuff and the focusing on all of our what we can do with our bodies and our transformations, is this where we should be going or do we want something entirely new and different. Well, in a way, it harkens back to the, the time when it was more of a comedy manga and they were talking more about things like martial arts techniques right. rather than who is the strongest. But I don't know. It, it's, I think it's one way to move the story forward. And I honestly don't know what they could have done other than more who is the strongest if they didn't. <laughs> I, I disagree with some of that, though. I mean, if you look at this manga and, and see the attitudes of the people, the only one who's really, like, bullheaded about being the strongest is Vegeta. Right. Because that's right. just who he is. But everybody else is just saying, well, look, I need to be stronger to kill this thing. I, I think that, I don't know, if you, you, going, if yeah. you take out the major point, then yeah, it is a bunch of dudes going, I'm stronger. But, like, look, they're all doing it because this guy's going to kill the planet. Well, Vegeta has a purpose, too. It's just a little more self-centered where it's, yeah, I also want to defeat this, but more to prove it to myself rather than save the planet. But he's the only one that's doing that. Right. Everybody else is like, look, we're going to die if we don't kill this thing. (laughs) Right, right. So they're training for a purpose. I kind of feel like that gets forgotten a lot and hence you get all the, you know, I'm stronger than you type stuff. I don't really see that at all when when I'm reading this. Maybe that's... We're reading into the story, making up our own story yeah. as, as we go here with this analysis. But do you think maybe you could say that's a reason why Vegeta never truly excels because he's doing it for the wrong reasons? Oh yeah, if you want to throw that into it. Um, well, as long as they don't, as long as they don't say that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd much rather read it, uh, read read into that. Than like a very heavy-handed that. Toriyama saying, "This is why you should be doing things in life." That's the GI Joe like <laughs> end thing that like the moral Toriyama of the story. Says. At the end. Yeah, no. No, I don't need that Captain Planet bullcrap. <laughs> okay. Mary, Trunks is playing a pretty big role here. He, he- plays the role, <laughs> and I hate to say, of a- showing an entire stage is useless. Right. It's a tough role to play, and I've come to accept it over the years. <laughs> I-, I thought that was really, really interesting, though, where he basically I mean, he comes to the conclusion mid-fight, and he just says, fuck it, just kill me. Yeah, that's... 
I remember the first time I, I saw slash read that, I was like, ooh, no. I don't know if I like this kind of character trait. I mean, not only does he realize it, he really realizes what's going on. He knows they're sunk at that point. I guess part of me thinks it's out of character just because he's been through so much crap and he, he fights for a purpose of saving the future that why end it just there. Uh-huh. I seem like, I mean, I feel like he would be more determined than that. I think he just threw in the towel too quick. I mean, talking about the Jinzo Negan, he was doing everything he could to change his future. And I mean, he went to all that trouble of going back in time. Here it's just, I guess that's it. Yeah. So is that too much out of character for you, I guess you It's said? not too, too much, but I always had a hard time swallowing it. I mean, I thought it was good and dramatic, but I was like, you know, right. compared to everything else that he's done, I don't think he would quit over this. Mm-hmm. But I do like the whole uh, you know, kind of taking the wrong route as far as powering up and making a point to say, you know, bulk isn't everything. Right. I kind of like the parallel path the story took with kind of flipping between that scene and then Goku and Gohan in the room of spirit right. and time and coming to like that conclusion as it was happening. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was neat storytelling. That was a really neat progression. It's all, sort of a, a toss back to just power levels in general, where it's that's not everything. You can't rely solely on that. You have to look for other ways to be the best fighter. I think that's kind of neat. Uh, those are some of my big points, but I'd like to hear from you, Julian. Let me go over to you. Are there any things that really stuck out to? I mean, Mister Satan is a big guy for you, but is there anything else in this volume? We're saying we felt like nothing happened, but a lot of stuff did. What's your take on it? Well, my feeling is that. It was kind of the necessary setup that needed to be done for what comes later. So it's it's setting up a lot of the things for the climactic battle in the Cell game. Right, which we know is coming. We have to get to that point. So there's got to be some kind of downtime before we head into that fight. So nine days is a good time. Right. How about you guys over here, Mary and Jeff? Any other things from this volume that I, I hate to always just say, everything stick out to you guys, but I feel like we're just chilling with the characters for a while. That's how it feels in this manga, and that's yeah. that's something we haven't done in a while. Mm-hmm. Especially with them out. watching TV yeah. and then <laughs> fishing. <laughs> fishing. I mean, watching the TV kind of led into a plot point with... Well, yeah. <laughs> that's something I wanted to bring up. I always sure. thought it was funny that Cell just burst into a recording <laughs> right, studio. Right. It was like, Hi! I'd like to tell you all about the Cell game. I'm going to kill you all, so please find someone strong. <laughs> He's so practical. I love it. <laughs> he is. He's down to the point. Well, I got something. All right. All right. I, I should have my own little sub-segment of, like, Jeff's confused about something. <laughs> yeah. Yay. What is Jeff confused about this what, time? What are the things that we have just come to accept and roll with that you say, wait a minute? Yeah. Um. Dende says that he can make Dragon Balls in 100 days unless they uh have the original Dragon Ball stones that he can make new ones from. Right. That's correct. Okay. So, all right. Maybe I read too quickly. Sure. Goku gets them, and then he does the whole dragon thing, right? Like, <laughs> well, he gets the stones, he assembles the stones, he brings them over they, to Dende. They, they have the, the Shenlong model right. thing. Yeah. Dende is able to use that to reactivate the Dragon Balls, which are stone right now. So they didn't have to assemble the stones. He could just... Use the model. He just used the model. He used yeah. the model. And, and they then found afterward, the oh, okay. then, they, they, they then could Goku locate them okay. because they were putting out their energy in that All right, got it. Because that part was really confusing because he said, well, we got to get the stones. And I was like, but you didn't get the stones. Right, <laughs> like, right. How? Okay. The deal is Dende could create his own entirely new batch of Dragon Balls. Right. Without... 
any prior art, I suppose you could say. Yes. That would take him 100 days. They don't have 100 days. They have nine days. Right. So instead, he's going to use the old model of Shenlong that Kami had created, which she used to make the Dragon Balls and all that. He uses that, but instead of making new Dragon Balls that would give you three wishes, like Perunga did on Namek, mm -hmm. this half reactivation will give you two wishes instead. But then he kind of forgets to mention that you can't bring anyone back to life more, more than, than once. once. Yep. I'm really sorry about that. Oh, I guess we'll just not die. <laughs> Henceforth. So that's where we're at with Dragon Balls. And it's really confusing because at the end of the series, suddenly we have three wishes again. And <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in the <laughs> Right, we'll get to that. But, um, okay, yes, well, that clears that up. Yeah, I was probably just confused by the um, the, the <laughs> um, Shonen Jump subtitling on the bottom that kept coming up. Oh, right. I should mention that, once again, we are reading the uh, American Jump issues here for the English translation from Viz, choosing to no longer give them any more money for this era of the censoring and the changes and all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, first thing, my, the funniest one I saw. All right. Uh, what was it? Sells nose is long and pointy. by Shonen Jump graphic novels. <laughs> You didn't see that one? No. The second one. That. Second one is somewhere in the middle. It's really weird. And also, another thing is, um, any comments from you, Mike, about the fact that uh, in this, he's not Mr. Satan? We're going to get to that. Okay. We have Hearns' Visism notes, which oh, okay. we will cover. And of course, that is one of the notes. There's yeah, not a whole lot in this issue, but of course, that's the big one. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, so I guess we'll just get some of our final thoughts on it. I feel like we should have a lot more to say about it, but people are just chilling, yo, and then we get to the Cell game, and it's Particle nice. Man, and then nothing happens. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> That's kind of nice. Uh, Mary, let me start with you. Come on up. Floor. I just you, think you, it's... You're chilling okay, yourself. You're just I know, hanging back. It's, it's like, chill. whatever. Talk about Dragon Ball. Yeah, what's what, up? It's comfortable. What were your thoughts on It's a good volume. It's a good volume. All right. It's not awesome, but it's not bad. It's, it's a good volume. Succinctly stated. And Trunks is in a lot, so yay. And all right. It gets a haircut, so. Oh, oh, so my favorite part of the volume is all the funny faces everyone makes. <laughs> That's true. There are like towards the faces. middle, like everyone just starts saying stupid things and everyone just kind of has this slack jawed look on their face every once in a while. <laughs> it is it's pretty great. good. Julian, how about you? Is this, is this one of your favorite volumes? Actually, it's one of the first volumes that I read in a language other than English. Oh, no kidding. Only it wasn't, it wasn't Japanese. Oh, really? What was it? Uh, I bought it in 10th grade when uh, a bunch of us went to France for a school trip. Nice. So it was something that I actually read in French before I read it in Japanese. Mr. Worldly Travels. So do you have some kind of sentimental attachment to these chapters then? Yeah. All right. Jeff, how about you? Good times? Good volume? Ready for more? Wishing for the past instead? <laughs> Where do you fall here? Um, no, I, I want to keep reading what's going on. I, um, I was really following everything up to a point i was got confused in a couple of parts but yeah that's normal for me reading manga uh not it was just i don't know i like you're you saying like the it, little transition period you're good with it? yeah yeah i miss that kind of you know because yeah, yeah uh i've said this before in previous uh manga yeah, reviews we like when it slows down a little bit yeah well it's a nice break from the action we know the cell game is going to be this really high dramatic thing yeah so it's nice to be able to just kind of pause for a little bit and then see how everyone's doing and training and uh i mean there's some pretty big things going on even though um, it doesn't really seem that way right now. Like, uh, that's the whole... true. There's some nice hints being dropped. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think, uh, we'll see the fruition of that later. It's just that because of how subtle it is, it doesn't feel like anything's really going on. It's true. I mean, we're going to talk a lot, a lot about it more next volume. Yeah. But the scenes where Gohan's saying, Am I impressed or not? And I think he's strong. I mean, that kind of stuff. I, I love that. That's the kind of stuff you go back to later Foreshadowing. on. Foreshadowing. Like, oh, man, that was good. Yeah. I, I will admit to getting a tingle or two reading that. It's just like, <laughs> 
<laughs> I know what's happening here. <laughs> All right, nice. Uh, I I think I'm with you. I always forget to say what I think. I don't know if anyone cares what I say. I'm just here to conduct you guys and get your thoughts <laughs> on it. But I'm with you. I like the downtime. I think we needed a little bit of a transition period. We had so much with Cell and his forms and the Jinzo Ningen and kind of half fights. We end with another half fight here, him with Cell. Uh, Trunks and Cell, rather. It's good. Take a break. Reconvene. That two-page amazing spread of... Oh, so sexy. And let's get going again. So, Jeff, before we get to your predictions for mm. the next volume, let's go through some of Herms's Vizism notes. And these are the kind of things that we note were changed in the Viz translation over into English. Our buddy Herms from Constantine gives us a bunch of stuff. Not a whole lot this one. Like I said, Mr. Satan's going to be the big one, but we'll hit a couple here. First one, in uh, Chapter 389, in the original Tom Cobone release, Cell says that the Cell game is going to take place on... M seventeenth. I don't know if you noticed that when you were reading here. Is that a month? What's going on with there? Jin um, again were said to arrive on May twelfth. Trunks actually says that flat out. If you add up all the days, everything's pretty well stated in here. Uh, that would place the cell game at May twenty sixth. So that's the date that the Daizenshu ended up using as the date that the cell game takes place. And actually, the Kanzenban, the re-release of the manga, they went back and they did use that instead of M seventeenth. They wrote May seventeenth. So I don't know what was going on with Toriyama and the M kind of thing. Did he not want to use the actual calendar? Although he already had used them. So that's some inconsistency. It's kind of an update over time. Yeah. He used a real calendar in the manga? Well, I mean... Like April-ish? Yeah, Trunk said May 12th. That's the date that the Jinzo Negan are going to arrive. In the so. original? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Huh, okay. Well, the the 12th day of the fifth month, remember that oh, um, in Japanese, right, the months right. just have numbers. So we don't know if M is actually May or if it's, you know... Or Maybe month. The, or I totally forget June. about that because... You know, yeah. when I see it written in Japanese, I I interpret the number and the kanji just in my head as the named month. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. We'd have to go back and see if any other months are literally named elsewhere in the manga. My mind is being blown as we discuss. Mary, why don't you take the next my one My mind here? is getting confused. Okay, so this is from chapter 391. When Gohan leaves Karin, he says, Ojamashimashita, basically meaning, sorry for intruding, but in Viz, he just says, see you later. So that kind of loses a little bit of the formality. Yeah, just Gohan being a little bit polite there. Well, yeah, but it's also a, a sort of typical thing that you say when you leave somebody else's right. house. And of course, Gohan's always nice about this kind of stuff. So for him to not say it, eh, Julian, we got another Japanese thing here. And I know you love, I don't know if you love it. You're adept at talking <laughs> about Chi-Chi and the way that she interacts with Gohan. Yes, so when Chi-Chi sees Super Saiyajin Gohan for the first time, she says that he's become a furio or delinquent in reference to Japanese delinquent kids who dye their hair blonde. Now, this is a, a Japanese thing. Generally, schools have prohibitions against students dyeing their hair, or at least dyeing their hair to a significantly noticeable degree. They sort of overlook sort of shades of dark brown. But um, So one of the easy ways for kids to show that they don't care about the school's rules is to uh, dye their hair a, a violent shade of orange or yellow, which... They, they call red or blonde, which is not, but close enough, I guess. 
And right. I don't know. They, they, they're just really annoying. I mean, I guess they see themselves as being, you know, cool and rebellious. I, as a teacher, I just see them as being annoying and disruptive. I was going to say, isn't it cute how they think they're rebelling? Yeah, just by doing what all the other delinquents do, yeah. <laughs> Conformist. What's the line, Jeff? Um, I'm, I'm so much of a nonconformist that, that, that I'm not, not going to conform to you guys not conforming. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in, in, in the Viz version, she just says that he's become a punk rocker. You think that's good enough? It gets the point across, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing is that kids dyeing their hair, unless it's to some really unnatural shade, is usually permitted in most public schools in the right, US. Right. I mean, different ones have different rules, but, you know, it's not going to carry the same weight as, oh no, he's abandoning his studies and he's become a delinquent. This is right. Chi-Chi's worst nightmare come true. Alright. Jeff, what's uh, another one here? Alright, well, uh, now moving on to uh, chapter 392. Um, when the Sohn family is at the lake, Chi-Chi says that she's made some bento, uh, which means Japanese bunks, lotches, lotches. <laughs> Japanese bunks. Bunks. I said bunks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not editing. This is great. Fine. Fine. <laughs> but essentially, bento means Japanese boxed lunches. There we go. In Viz, she makes a picnic, though. I, it makes, I mean, she's spreading out a blanket and everything, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I'd still call it a picnic. I mean, she's more specifically made something. Yes. But I, I think it works. All right. So the next one here, this is fun. So when Goku is explaining his plan to get a Namekian to be the new god of Earth, <laughs> Goku's wonderful plans, he always got the best plans, he says that God, or Kami-sama, will be revived. But over in Viz, he says that the Namekian, quote, can become a god like Kami. Now, the weird thing here is Kami is basically the word for god. It's it's a title yes. for this character, but because it's usually untranslated in a lot of dub, I mean, including the Viz version most of the time, the Funimation English dub, he's usually just Kami, whether or not they use Kami-sama or whatever, they just call him Kami. So there can be a confusion over whether or not that's his name or not, and it's not, because we know he's the child of Katats, who long since forgot long, his name. Oh, forgot his original name, yeah. Exactly. So he's got a name somewhere. His name isn't Kami, that's the title. So, you know, lots of fans are confusing this. So basically, the line just kind of adds to a bit of confusion when you're saying a god like Kami. Well, no, that's that's what it is. It's another one of those things where I explain it as state of being. Kami is, just is. That God just is. Words. I think that makes sense for this, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not much you can do. It's not like you're going to go around calling the character God the whole time. Why not? Because we're too touchy about that in this country. <laughs> so it's easier just to leave a Japanese title there and pretend it's his name. No, I think that's absolutely fine, but I don't know. I think they could have worked something in there. It's perfectly acceptable. All we're right. just being nitpicky. <laughs> Julian, I give you the big one of the volume here. Herms gave us his translation of a line and then the Viz line. So why don't you go through the two of these? Yes. So <clears throat> what we have here is Mr. Satan's introduction. So Herm's translation of the Japanese version, which I don't have the Japanese version in front of me, so I'll just take his word for it. That super genius of hand-to-hand combat, our very own Mr. Satan, has decided to enter the dreadful cell game. Here's Satan, the superhero. And uh, this is translation. The great combatant Hercule, formerly known as the wrestler Mr. Satan, has announced that he will enter the cell game. Let's give a big hand for Hercule. I love how you're doing a voice on it, too. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing my nerdy TV voice. So, here, we, we have the change. They are going with... I suppose you could say the Funimation precedent, although it was originally 
French, right? Yeah, it was originally done in the French TV version, although it was still Mr. Satan in the manga. Right. I think they did it not as a, a censoring thing, but as a pragmatic choice because they had already assigned Piccolo with the moniker, I forget exactly, but something like Petit Satan as a translation of right. Ma Jr. So they're going with Funimation thing here. This is around the time, I mean, you and I, I were we making the stink... Uh, we had problems with a lot of stuff that was going on. People were leaving Viz. It was changing hands internally and stuff going on. And they decided to go in a direction where it was characters are going to stop cursing and we are not going to call this character this name. Although it was weird that they left in that formerly known as Mr. Satan. Was that just a nod yeah. to say, oh, sorry, guys. What do you think, Julian? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a weird sort of compromise in that they're basically saying, well, we're going to go with this change, but we're going to acknowledge what it was in the original version. Yay? I don't know. It's weird. Of course, this is further confused so, so many years later. Now that we have the super exciting guides, and Toriyama has decided to reveal that his name is Mark, so... His name can't be Hercule, formerly known as Mr. Satan. Even if Mr. Satan is his stage name, his actual name is Mark. So this completely contradicts it and just makes for lovely conversations. Jeff, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Viz going in this direction, this this era of the manga? <sighs> I don't like it. I mean, it's just a name, right? Is that so big a deal? Well, I guess. But it, it's the name I'm, they replaced I'm not saying I with. believe what I just said. I'm just presenting. Because you, you made that very, very uh, uh, convincing. I, I'm totally ambivalent. I don't care. Um, I don't even like this series. <laughs> right. Can't you tell? Um Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with seeing that name there. I mean, I'm not to the level that I've heard you go off about it. <laughs> to the fact that you yell at me when I say it, but... Um, I actually kind of forgot that name, by the way. And it's only when I've been reading this I, know, I right? remember that name coming up. But... I'm just never exposed. Mean, I do have my forum and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, my day-to-day -day stuff, I'm mm -hmm. not exposed to, especially even the video games and stuff. Yeah. The entire PS2 generation, I was playing uh, on the Japanese PS2. So I never saw this name in text. Mm -hmm. Playing the Budokai games, the Sparking games, and everything. So now I'm coming back to it, and, and it's really weird for me. It is. Well... I'm just so confused as to why Viz makes a even a notice of the of formerly known as Mr. Satan. Like, why did you put that in there? I don't know if you're going to censor it, just censor it. Don't even make a reference to the original one. It's like you're you're like smacking me in the face, going like, "This is this uh -huh. is what you're used to." We could do it right. Yeah. It's almost like saying, "Yeah, we really don't have any balls to keep it yeah, <laughs> the seriously. way it should be." That's what it is. It's like it's like we we don't have the guts to do this, so we'll make we'll mention it, but we'll switch it. That's that's just totally adverse reaction that I'm sure what they were going for. Yeah, and I feel like too, you know, Funimation's method of changing things was always to sort of slap you in the face and go, ha-ha! <laughs> so there, Viz is trying to be more apologetic and they just come off as even more <laughs> it's so I don't know. And it's so weird, especially coming off of the early stuff. You go back to those early Shonen jumps, they are talking about, even in Yu-Gi-Oh!, we're using the original names, guys, and we're sticking close to the original source material. And isn't it awesome that they're doing this? All of a sudden, they get popular and they get a readership, and they're like, oh, maybe we should clean it up a little bit. No one can smoke anymore, either. Kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was the big one of this volume. There are two uh, short ones that we'll close up with. Mary, why don't you take one here? Okay, this is from Chapter 394. When Cell's standing in his ring doing nothing... He originally says that nine days was too much time to give them time to prepare for the Cell games. But for some reason, in Viz, he says ten days was too long. So, error, typo? Bump. Yeah, bumping up Mistranslation? Who 
knows? Ooh, weird. And Jeff Lunch, she gave us the last visism of the volume. Yep, in uh, chapter 395, Mr. Satan identifies the city where Cell gave his broadcast and subsequently blew up as Central City, which is the uh, Dragon Ball Earth's capital and where Goku fought Piccolo Daimao. In Viz, he just refers it to as... Uh, quote unquote the city just like we refer to New York City as the city the here city. in Jersey yep <laughs> that's a great parallel there <laughs> right Where, where's this located are they located in no they're San Francisco are they San Francisco okay they're in the city do they over call there. San Fran the city do they call it San am I trying to be hip like saying San Fran I don't know <laughs> <laughs> what do they do out there do you have any California listeners I think that's okay but they they frown on people saying Frisco I think okay mm-hmm. I, was say, did I yeah. just totally make a fool of myself I don't know I know <laughs> this is quite a we know some people out in the Bay Area. I don't know. See, that that's where you say the Bay Area. That's it. That's the way to do that's it. That's it, yep. God, I suck. We don't know much about the West Coast. <laughs> what Bay? The Hudson Bay? The Chesapeake Bay? <laughs> I don't know. Bay of the Skate? All right, so let's wrap up our topic, Jeff, with you. Let's get your predictions for next volume. This is going to be lovely because Goku is stepping into the ring for the Cell game. Well, there was a video project, which, may I add... Is five years old this month, I think. Wow. Oh, Jesus. And not only that, but but it was kind of in work for like two to three years before that. Yeah, right. Isn't this ridiculous? And and part of the videos involved using VHS footage. Part of them did. Someone was asking about this on the forum. The Cell Game track, all the lovely stuff you did to it, Jeff, that Mm -hmm. made it look like VHS. Yeah. Again, people are legitimately convinced that we use fan subs for this portion of the track. So, good job. Awesome. Okay. No, by the time we got to it, I was explaining, like, there's this weird period where, within a couple years' time, we went from Funimation only having some stuff out on VHS, and all of a sudden there are Dragon Boxes a couple years later. It was this weird time period where things just did not exist. By the time we got around to doing the Cell Game track after it had been dropped a few times, R2s did exist. So, mm-hmm. yes, that's what we used for that track. Totally clean, totally gorgeous. They, they look fantastic. I have the original edited master you guys gave me. It's beautiful We footage. actually played that at AWA one yep. year. We did the... Uh, the before and after. We did it before and after side by side, but yeah, it looks yeah. gorgeous. Then mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was this beautiful footage. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make it look like crappy monoc- uh, monochrome. Uh. Anyway, where I'm going with this is, Jeff, you know <laughs> yes. what happens in the cell game. Yes, I do. So I guess we can break it down by, well, do you know how long it will take to do in the manga? Is it That's for sure. One one volume? Is it going to be two volumes? Is it going to be four volumes of Cell Game? Yeah, that's a tough call because so, um, it was so long in the series when I saw it, in the TV series. It was long enough. I think we're... Maybe it's around like 15 episodes, something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, that that's not right. super long. I'm thinking like 184 or something in there gets started. and Something like that. And then we're over at 191. One, I, I think Cell's defeated 191, so maybe not 15 episodes, but... It's like 12. Maybe like a dozen episodes hmm. where this kind of stuff is happening. Yeah. So where do you think the next manga volume is going to go? All right. Well, purely coming from memory, I guess. Uh, I guess I should say, do you think Gohan's going to start fighting in the next volume? That, I mean, really, that's honestly <laughs> what I was going to go for. Um, okay. That's where I'm having the toughest time uh, figuring if that's what's going to happen or not. Well... All right, let me say this. Totally, totally saying Goku's dying. He's, okay. he's a dead man. You think Goku is dead next volume? Yeah. All right? Yeah, I do. Um, and I don't have the next volume in front of me, so I actually don't even remember where it goes to. So say yeah. whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I, at this point, like, I'm, I'm just trying to pull I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know. I think he's going to die next volume. Uh, especially because it would just be the perfect end to what happened this time. Uh-huh. Because of all the, don't worry about it. You know, I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to... Yeah, go look for yeah. the balls and stuff, and Gohan's like, why is he so calm? Sure. You know? So that'd be, just be like the perfect 
way to have him die, I guess. Uh, but then what happens after that, or at least um, what else is going to occur? It's so hard to say exactly. I mean, let's see what happens in the video that I edited. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it moves so fast. It, it, it really Things, does. punches, blurs, a little yeah. counter, and it's over. And you, and you got to factor in the fact that, that there's uh, just a lot of volumes. You got to split this up um, chapter by chapter, rather. Yeah, yeah. So it's so hard to say what else is going to happen. But we'll go on start fighting. That's a good question. I'm going to say he'll he'll get ready. Like, at the end, he'll be ready to fight. All right. So you think Goku's dead next volume, Gohan's going to get ready to fight? Yeah, that's really all I can think of. Okay. Fuzzy memory? Very. Okay. Very. Good. It's been a while. I like it that way. All right. That is going to wrap up. Wait, that sounded really weird. <laughs> what? You like a fuzzy memory? What's Is that like a drink name? <laughs> I don't know. I like it when your memory is fuzzy. <laughs> we get to make a drink and call it the fuzzy memory. Fuzzy memory. I'm sure there's one in existence right now. I'm not sure. The definition of the drink itself. Fuzzy memory. I think it needs peach snobs in it. <laughs> I, I think we're on our way to making one of the new official Dizenshui X drinks. Sweet. Fantastic. We'll work on that. All right. The topic is over. Jeff. Yes. We will see you for more manga. Let's say next month. Okay. Uh, I don't know. We're going to talk about you and some trunk special stuff at the end of the show. We'll see when and how we're going to do that. Okay. But we'll come back to that. Uh, it's time for some releases. Yay. We skipped the show last week, so let's catch up on what came out just in the last week, actually. Uh, Mary, get me going on March 2nd. Okay, that was uh, last Tuesday. We had the Viz Kids Chapter Book Volume 7. Wow, they're really racking these things up. Uh, well, they were coming up pretty fast for a while. I think they were two at a time, and now it's slowing down to like one every six mm. weeks or something. Still, it's a for lot. For young readers. <laughs> it's uh, 80 pages long, and this is called Let the Tournament Begin. I'll... Give you two guesses on what that's about. It's a whopping four ninety nine on Amazon. Julian, over in your current homeland, March 4th. March 4th, we have TV version anime comics, Dragon Ball Z, Majin Buu, Gikitouhen, The Battle Arc, Volume 2. This redundantly redundant... Did I just say that wrong? Yeah. This yep. redundantly redundant piece of work is available for 730 yen in case you're willing to spend your money on the manga of the anime of the manga. Always great. All right, keep it going here. Jeff, uh, the the fabled number six. Sure. It's supposed to be coming out this Tuesday, apparently, March 9th, of uh, his big Dragon Ball Z number six. Covers the original Japanese Tonkobon 32 to 34, which is also Viz DBZ graphic novel volume 16 through 18. It's a uh, 17.99 MSRP, but you can pre-order at Amazon for 12.14. Righto. All right, March 19th, we got some Kai coming out in Japan. Uh, volume seven and eight. That would be episodes 19 through 21 and 22 through 24, respectively. Remember, the DVD is standard definition, 16 by nine uh, cropped. The MSRP is 29.40. For each of these, CD Japan is 2,800 yen. Amazon Japan is 2,176, so a little cheaper over there. And then I think a month after that, or maybe in May, there's another uh, Blu-ray box that coming that'll be catching up, that kind of stuff. Uh, Julian, I go back over to you because your pronunciation is oh so lovely. March 24th. March 24th, we have the uh, Dragon Ball Volume 4 Remastered Edition from Spain. Saga del Palacio de Uranai Baba. The Saga at the Palace of Uranai Baba. It's a Region 2 PAL, and it's TV, TVZ episodes 69 to 88. 
The languages are Japanese, Castilian, Catalan, Basque, and Galician. And the subtitles are in Castilian Spanish. Uh, its price is 49.95 euros, and it's available, as always, at zonadvd.com. Oh, and uh, next we have also the French Kanzenban Dragon Ball Volume 7. It's uh, published by Glenad and is available for 10.55 euros. Uh, and you can pre-order at Amazon France. Right All right. Close up with some emails. Jeff. Hi. There are words on the screen. Yes, there are. Can you read those words to me? Jason says, I am and always will be a devoted Dragon Ball Z fan and respect both the Japanese and the English dubs. I love the idea of going back to the original film and remastering for higher quality. There are also many concerns I have on comparing these new releases to previous ones, both Japanese and English. It seems like the aspect ratio is never fully there. Take the widescreen quote-unquote orange brick remasters, for example. The image is cropped vertically, cutting much of the scene. However, the width is increased a bit, revealing more of the sides. In the Dragon Box, there is a better aspect ratio. The frame height is there, but the width is cropped slightly. Out of all the comparisons I have seen and analyzed, especially between the orange bricks and Dragon Boxes, there is not one with with both complete vertical and horizontal frames. I hope to be enlightened on the situation. I may be mistaken. I don't know. I would appreciate it if you discuss this in one of your podcasts. I haven't heard anything of it in greater detail yet. So, the deal here is the lovely age of cell-based animation before digital technology. I'm doing my little hand motions like it's magical. So long ago. So, Jeff, cells, not the character, but the stuff where you, you draw the pictures and photograph them and stuff. Oh, yes, right, 1L. So those don't really have... I mean, there's an aspect ratio. I guess there is a width and a height. But the way Of the paper. Right. But the way that cells work, a cell isn't inherently 4 by 3 or anything like that. It doesn't have a set size at all until it's photographed. I mean, they can do different things. And exactly. They photograph those cells and they realign them. They make, you know. can pan and zoom in. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way it works is traditionally there's just stuff on it and they don't intend for every single last area of that drawing to make the final photograph and frame that you're going to see on tv so there might be a little extra of his arm over on the side and a lot of times if you go back to the original cells you'll see that he didn't even finish drawing it over there sometimes he didn't finish coloring it in so it almost looks like his arm is feathered and like cut with like alligator teeth or something <laughs> they just didn't bother to finish it because that was never going to show up on the tv broadcast anyway we're not even talking about safe zone stuff here. It's just we're going to plop down a 4x3 camera on this and anything that's outside that area just isn't going to be on the TV. So when Funimation came to do the orange bricks, there was a legitimate claim to, did you know that there's some extra stuff on the sides? Yeah, well, no one really intended for that to ever be on TV. That's just kind of extraneous stuff. So did they gain like 5% on the sides? Yes. In comparison to how much they lost vertically? Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's 20% of the picture missing at that point. It, it's gone. That's all there is to it. So now when you go back to the driving boxes, they did a great remastering where they went back to the best film that they had from Cold Storage and all that. They did uh, not quite as great of a new realigning and all that stuff as Ava Renewal and all that. They did a pretty decent job. They, you know, A lot more episodes to do, though. <laughs> right. We're talking 508 plus movies and stuff versus mm-hmm. 26. I mean, you work on the frame jitter and all that stuff. So they're, obviously they're getting as much of the picture that was ever really intended to be seen. So those couple extra pixels on the side of the orange bricks, is that a big deal? Jeff, I'll go over to you. I mean, you're, you're my video dude. Indeed. What are your thoughts on this? What's the the best way to get what was really intended that was ever meant 
to be seen by you. Ugh. At some point, it becomes a question of, well, what was the director's intention? What was the original broadcast looking like? Right, right. The original release that was the correction of the broadcast like. <laughs> right. The director's opinion based on the video release based after the TV release. At some point, you know what? There's just no standard. It's like a debate over canon. It's just not worth it. <laughs> so honestly, the, the best release you can get is probably the one that is closest to the one you saw first. And so... <laughs> In that case, no so, one wins. So you're having debate. a religious debate now. <laughs> I guess it is. Well, let me just put it this way. Whatever you that's saw what first, it is. it's I the mean, one that it, you think is best. We get to a point where it is a religious debate. Mm -hmm. You have people preaching the orange bricks versus preaching the dragon boxes. You know where we fall on this matter. Mm -hmm. So what do you want versus what was intended? Well, did is Steve Franco's intentions what matters to fandom? I'd argue not. So the word of canon is infallible. Burn the heretic. <laughs> <laughs> so in this case, Steve Franco is the heretic. Okay, I think we've exhausted this. Yeah. I don't know, Mary. You're just like, never. Right, just give me the goddamn show. Yeah. That's always been your thing. It's a uh, horse feeding dead. <laughs> uh. All right, Jeff, why don't you take the next one here? All right. How do you pronounce that? I don't know if it's Mikhail or Mitchell. Mikhail. Mikhail. Um, I'm sorry I'm going to butcher your name, Mr. I'll call you Michael. We're American. We don't try. Yeah, sorry. Um, I have a question regarding Goku's fear of needles. Is it ever revealed in either the manga or the anime how Goku got scared of needles in the first place? If so, in which chapter or episode was the cause of this fear? This is a great question. And I tossed this out on Twitter, so I'm like, I think I remember the first time, but I was totally wrong. I completely forgot the first time that we see anything like this is after the fight with Vegeta when Goku is brought to the hospital and Gohan and everyone as well. That's the first time we see that Goku is freaked out by needles. There's no origin story to this. It's just kind of a thing where he's freaked out. Then it happens again in the Frieza saga. Then another few people uh, piped in and said, actually, they do it again in GT as well. I think during the uh, Super 17 stuff, that when he when he goes down there and there's that weird old lady, it's been a while. Since I don't I've, remember that. It's been a while since I've seen it. So there's no origin for it, and it is only in the TV version. I, I'm fairly certain. You know, yeah, we haven't come like, across anything no, we like that in the manga. It. We would have. It's a this additional TV only thing. Jeff, you obviously never would have seen this. Does this pique your interest at all? Um, not really, because it only shows up once or twice, rather. Three times. Three, three times, three times three Oh, three times, yeah. Uh, then, not really. Don't care? No, no, no. All right. Uh, like Indiana Jones scared of snakes. That's important. <laughs> Him scared of needles. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah. Here, Nozawa kind of He's out. human. Not, not really. <laughs> There's not at all. He's not really human at all. So he has fear. Well, then that. you have the debate over what's Ningen versus Chikyujin. Oh, oh God, not going there. Let's not. Not going all there. Right. So, Jeff, why don't you read the last email there? All right. Adam says... Remember that song from Infinite World, the one from the shop? That actually is a remix of a song from the dub. It seems to be Bobbity's theme or something. If you want to hear it in the show, just check out the Bobbity saga. I think this has to be false. I mean, Kenji Yamamoto wrote this over in Japan. Does Yamamoto have any familiarity or cares whatsoever with the Falconer store from one dub of the series? I don't know. So you folks out here who may know this stuff, I mean, I don't know where to go to check out this dub music. So I'm going to play a sample of the uh, shop music from Infinite World, which I love to death. So let me play a little sample for you. Yeah. 
So folks, those of you who, for whatever reason, still listen to us, even though we're not talking about your favorite version of the show, now is your time. Call to arms. Find what Adam is talking about here. Is this actually a remix of a song from Funimation's English dub? I think not, but he may be onto something. So let us know. What do you, what, what? Quick question. What's yeah. Infinite World? Uh, oh, video game? great question. For those of you who don't know, Infinite World is a PS2 game. Ah. It was the last Dragon Ball Z PS2 game. Seems to have been a money grab from Atari. Maybe they knew they weren't going to get the license anymore. Mm-hmm. That's Sparking Meteor. Infinite World's over there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I just got driving one no, game saying it out. <laughs> but it's a Japanese production though, right? Yeah, it was made in Japan, but it was one of those things where they didn't really need to release it. And oh, okay. I, I, this is just me guessing, I think it was Atari that was like, guys, can we do this? Because I don't think we're going to get the license anymore. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Julian, I'm going to go over to you. Good sir, tell us how people can send us questions and interact with us. You can send us all questions, comments, responses, hate mail, etc. to podcast at DiseyX.com. And you can find us at Twitter at DiseyX for news and site announcements. And individually at VegitoEX, Saya Jedi, and MeriTOT. Jeff, do you have one of those two? Gambit1982. Gambit with two Cs. There you go. Okay. And you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DiseyX. I would like to say we hit 500 today as of this recording Woo. 500 fans magic number is 519 magic number of chapters in dragon ball not counting trunks the story had that discussion before uh number 519 if i can figure out how to tell who 519 is it's gonna get definitely a t-shirt and probably something else from the box downstairs because i think there's two boxes and they're overflowing prizes time to give some people some junk there you go let's talk about next week Jeff. Hi. If we were to do something next week, would you be available to do it? Um, yes. Okay. So I'm going to propose this to the listeners, actually. Mm. We have Trunks the Story from the manga, as well as the Trunks TV special. We need to cover that manga chapter. It makes sense to do a comparison between the two and finally do a review, more than anything else, of the Trunks TV special. We did it with Bardock. Makes sense to do it with Trunks as well. So, folks, would you like us to do that next week, or would it make sense to do a combo manga slash TV special review of awesomeness for the first week in April, knowing that the Viz Big release keeps getting delayed and all that kind of stuff? stuff let us hear your thoughts on when you would like to see that knowing we also have some other great stuff coming up finally we're not sick anymore i know our buddy kunsite's been sick as well we're gonna talk about the martial arts i know we keep saying we're gonna do that no one's been healthy lately so we're gonna have some interviews it's gonna be great everyone can breathe again I mostly no. i haven't been breathing since i've been here because i'm like the only person who hasn't gotten sick this season <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> so guys let us guys and gals i should say because apparently according to facebook looking at the insight 15 percent female Mary, 15 what do you think it's about weak that? weak yeah yeah, well, come on, get on that. It's the internet. <laughs> There's no <laughs> girls on the you internet. Don't exist. Oh, Pixar man. It didn't happen. I'm so confused about my existence right now. I'm really confused. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, and gals. See, I did it again. That's what's going on. It was an interesting jump back into doing the podcast. Two weeks feels like a show jump. In- wow. <laughs> feels like a freaking eternity mm-hmm. that we- God, two weeks go by. You're like, mm, what's this? Feels fun to me. Like vacation. It's been two months for me, so I'm, <laughs> I'm all out of whack here. And Jeff, I, I gotta know. Low fidelity. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna come over sometime soon. Let's do this shit. Yeah, no, we're we're gonna be recording soon. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, we will have. I've actually episode. had some PMs and emails and stuff. Not saying where is it, but just people getting interested in it right now. Okay, so good. it's great. Good. They'll have something to look good forward time. to. Catch up on some episodes. Get some good stuff coming. Actually, uh, uh, two things. The first is that Mike, you and I have to do the uh, the the album we're going to review next time. Yes. Should we announce it here? Los Campesinos. Yep. A romance is boring. Yeah. 
Very, very cool. So we'll be reviewing that in the next episode. Also, I want to do a second one, and um, I'm just going to pull a random person I know and get him on a microphone and uh, just kind of mouth off about the stuff I've been listening to since uh, December. Oh, I know. It's been three months. Dude. It, it, there's been a lot of stuff. So we might be able to fit that in real quick in that episode, or I might do a separate episode just so we Whatever. can mouth off about it because there's a coming. lot of stuff. You and I, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to record the last half of a WTFEX with me. Oh, okay, great. I actually already recorded the rest. Mm-hmm. I had written a script. Uh, it's going to be talking about all the different microphones that I have and yes. used over the years. Yes, absolutely. Stuff. So, and just inside baseball, talking about podcasting. Sweet. Half the show's already done. We'll get to that eventually. Excellent. Big podcasting times. When did you record that? One day when uh, I was working from home. So that's it, guys. Kaizen Chew EX 211. Great being back in the swing of things. Julian, we're going to try and see you next week. Dude, you got a wedding coming up this year, man. Yeah, I know. You got video games and you got wedding? That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You think? We're also trying to find a camcorder, but they're so freaking expensive. You can reverse import one. Uh, You know, that might not be a bad idea. It could actually be less expensive in the U.S. <laughs> I was actually thinking, you were talking about playing Zelda. I'm like, you know, our DS games are only 30 bucks over there, and another 15 in Japan. That's crazy. Mm, but she told me that she actually got it on a, selling it for half price for some reason, even oh, though it nice. was new. All right, let's wrap it up. So, for all these folks over here, Jeff, good sir, thank you. Thank you for having me. Mary, Temple of Trunks. Yeah. Good times. Oh, uh-huh. see you later. All right. Julian, you and I, Tyson Chewy X. What is it? We are www.dazex.com, which is dazex.com. Right, for all these fine folks, Jeff, Mary, Julian, my name is Mike, Fujito EX. Standing two weeks, I forgot how to do a show. I look forward to another one. Julian, wrap it up. All right, Dazex EX, the podcast. Thanks for catching us this week. See you next time. One, two, three. I know, but it's funnier when it echoes in my ear that way. Okay. Oh, fuck! What the hell just I happened? What? Shock ran through the microphone. Yes, it did. Oh. Uh, I had that happen at work while huh. I'm shoveling. Yeah, I heard oh. Is it from just static electricity or? Oh, Humidifier? Yeah. It travels up the freaking thing right into Oh. That was fun. Where'd that come from? Do you from? feel rejuvenated? I'm awake. <laughs> what? I'm just waiting for you to get shocked again. You're like if you move too much in that sweater. That is not nice. No, I mean I'm not happy. I don't want you to get shocked. I'm I'm nervous. I'm on edge. No, you're looking at me with a smirk like oh, I can't wait to see that bastard get hit. <laughs> it's lies. It's not true. No. See how it is. <laughs> I don't want you to get shocked. All right, chapter 386. Trudge. <laughs> uh, right off the bat. Can you read those words, Jimmy? Jason says, I am and always with it. And I start no, so well. No, you cannot well. read those words. So well. All right.